as we have now moved into shelter in place in Minnesota for the next two weeks or so, our lives continue to change. Uh, many of you were already working from home. Now a lot of you are working from home. Some of you have had to file for unemployment for the very first time in your life. And I know just so many of you are trying to just figure out how to do life, right? Like how do you do life when you're working from home, maybe your spouse is working from home, your kids are now also home, and you're also supposed to be educating your kids at the same time while you're working. And on top of that, some of you now are starting to know people who are getting sick, and it's just, it's a, it's a crazy time. And because of that, we're all feeling a lot of emotions and a lot of pressures. We're just feeling, we're feeling a lot. And as we today move into week two of our Anchored series, I, I want to talk about something else that's really important that we just need to know about God. And that this is sort of the premise of this Anchored series, that in a pandemic like this, when many of us feel like we're just going to get blown out into the sea of anxiety, we need to be anchored. We need to be anchored to the truth of God's word and the truth of who God is. Uh, last week, if you listened in, uh, we talked about how we need to anchor ourselves in the storm by remembering that God is in control, that he sits on the throne, that he controls all things. He's going to bring us through this. And this week, I want to teach you through another part of the anchor. And that is this one. It's that God has been there. See, understanding that God, through his son Jesus Christ, understands our pain is critical to putting down that anchor and actually beginning to trust in him. So if you don't understand that, then you're never going to come to God in your pain. And, and here's why. If, if you're looking at God incorrectly, right? okay, let's say you, and maybe this is even subconscious for you, let's say you're kind of picturing God as just like off in heaven somewhere, right? And maybe he's overseeing the grand plan of humanity, but that's like the only part of him you see. Well, see, that's just one part of God. That's just one part of the anchor. But the Bible teaches that God is both powerfully big and also lovingly near. He's both. Yes, he's on the throne and he is in control. But he also set foot on the earth and he walked among us and he knows what it's like. He's been there. And so what I want to do today is I, I want to walk you through a bit of God's word. I want to show you how God has been there and how he knows what you're going through. And that he doesn't just know it. In many ways, he has felt it. In fact, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to give you six different ways that God has been in what you're in. Okay, let's start with the first one. Six ways that God has been where you are. Number one, Jesus knows what it's like to feel fear. I, I think this is the emotion that so many of us feel right now. It's fear. You know, I, I've read emails and posts from a, a number of you over the last week, and a number of them went something like this. They just went, I'm unemployed. I've never been unemployed. I don't even know what this means. I don't even know how to do this. I don't know what's coming next. And quite honestly, I'm scared. 
many of us are scared. We're, we're worried. We're feeling way more anxiety than we're used to feeling. And I want you to know today that Jesus knows what it's like to feel fear. Now, let me clarify. Jesus was never afraid of the unknown, right? Because Jesus knew the future, but he still felt fear over what was coming, even though he knew what was coming. Uh, for instance, look at the night before he was crucified. He's, he's praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. And here's what happens. It's from Matthew chapter 26. It says, he, Jesus, took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, that's uh, two more of his disciples, James and John, along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. This is the Son of God, but it's the Son of God who took on flesh, as the Bible says. He, he's not some deity who's walking around and feels nothing. He's not some God that came to earth but then is like absolutely afraid of nothing. His soul, it says, is overwhelmed with what's going to happen. We're told in one of the Gospels that he feels so much that he's even sweating blood while he prays. Okay, but why are we talking about this? Like, what's the connection? Well, the connection is when you feel sorrow, when you feel anguish about the future, you need to know that God has been there. He knows what it's like, and he's the one who is with you now. So talk to him. All right, let's take a look at the next one. Number two, Jesus knows what it's like to have family pressures. Let's just acknowledge that this is one of the stressors that so many of us are feeling right now. A lot of us are feeling family pressures that we just honestly haven't even felt before. Right? Just being cooped up together and not going anywhere is a pressure. Right? Uh, for most of our families, at least one of you, if not many of you, are typically gone for you know, a major part of the day. And now, for most of you, you're all together all day, every day, all week long, right? And that's a challenge, right? And one of the things I want to continue to do, I want to encourage you to do, is just to communicate with each other a lot during this. You know, be willing to adapt, adjust, talk about your feelings. It's not an easy thing to do, to be together all the time. Not to mention, it's not that you're just together all the time on some sort of vacation or something, right? It's far from it. You're at home, you're trying to work, maybe your spouse is also trying to work, and then somehow in the midst of that, you're supposed to also educate your children, and some of you are going, I don't know how to do this. Like, I don't know how to teach algebra. Why are there letters in math? They're supposed to be numbers, right? And so what happens is we have all of these stressors that are coming with our families being together all the time. And one of the things that you can know about Jesus is Jesus even Jesus, the Son of God, had challenges with his family. I was just reading uh, in the mornings that I've been reading the Gospel of John. I was just reading John chapter 2 the other day where Jesus' mother, Mary, she tells Jesus to turn water into wine at, at a wedding. And uh, knowing his power, she basically says to him, Jesus, they have no more wine, which is code for like, you know what to do. Right? And Jesus, I just love this. He gives this really human answer, right? Because Jesus was fully God and he was fully human. 
And he says, Mom, why do you involve me? <laughs> I just love that. Uh, later, as his ministry gets started and gets going, we're told that his own brothers don't even believe in him. Listen, God has been there, and he knows what it's like to have family problems, and he is with you now, so talk to him about it. Okay, let's look at a third way. third way is this. Jesus knows what it's like to feel lonely. As I talked about the pressures of a busy family, uh, some of you are going, oh, I totally see how that would be true for some people, but that is not me. You're going, I live alone, and now I'm working from home alone. I've been in isolation for like two weeks, and you're going, what I feel, what I feel is lonely. Uh, Some of you have been sending in prayer requests for your relatives that are dying, and they're dying alone because no one can be with them right now in the hospital. You know, I, I'm officiating a, a funeral on uh, Tuesday, and only 10 people can be there for the funeral because of the gathering restrictions. It is just a lonely world right now for so many people. And I want you to know that Jesus knows what it's like to be alone. As he was being arrested, almost every one of his followers began to desert him. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 23, which is one of the greatest prophecies in all of the Bible about the future Messiah, it's written hundreds of years before Jesus came. It says this, Isaiah 53, verse three. It says, he was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like, this is the God who has been there. Right? Friends, this is the God that you're praying to. He knows, he knows what it's like to be lonely, so pour out your soul to him. I just think this is so important for us to understand. When life is hard, how you think of God will determine how often you come to God. Let me just say that again. When life is hard, how you think of God, how you're picturing him, how you think of God will determine how often you come to God. I just want you to know that he knows and that he understands, and so come to him. Okay, fourth way. Fourth way is this. Jesus knows what it's like to not have money. Uh, a huge stressor uh, for many of us right now isn't yet the actual virus, but it's the financial impact that the virus is going to have on us. Uh, some of us are saying, God, what do I do if my bank account continues to drain like this? Like, What do I do if, I, if I'm going to lose my house? And if you're there, remember that you're not just praying to a God that is on the throne, you're praying to a God that once said this. This is from Luke 9, 58. It says, Jesus replied, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. Jesus had an itinerant ministry. Uh, What that means is he just went from town to town bringing the good news. Jesus didn't have a home of his own to lay his head. He had to rely on on the generosity of others to provide him food and shelter. That's how poor Jesus was. In fact, Jesus was so poor, there's this one part in the Gospels where they've got to pay a tax, and he's talking to Peter, and they don't even have money to pay the tax. And so he tells Peter to go fishing, and in the mouth of a fish, they find a coin so that they can pay the tax. (laughs) One of the best places in the Bible for us to see that Jesus has been there is Hebrews chapter 4. Uh, Verses 14 through 16, it says this. 
It says, therefore, since we have a great high priest, that's, that's Jesus, who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. That's that anchor piece again. Put it down, hold firmly to it, believe in it. Don't just say, oh, I intellectually believe. No, 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 hold to the faith. Verse 15, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Look at verse 15. It says, Jesus, he's our high priest. He's the one who gives us access to the Father. He paid for our sins. It's saying he's not some drone that came down to earth. He's not some deity that has no idea what it's like to walk in our shoes. He can empathize with you because he has been there. Even in poverty, he has been there. Now take a look at number five. This one is so important for us right now. Number five is this. Jesus knows what it's like to see friends get sick. Uh, this is where we're at right now, and th- this, this, this is critical for us probably over the next one to two weeks. We're at the stage now where this is going to start to get personal, and it's not just going to be numbers on a screen or on a web page. We are going to know people who are getting sick. Maybe one or two of us will begin to get sick. But Jesus knows what it's like to see his friends get sick. He watches as Peter's mother-in-law gets sick. He finds out that his really good friend, Lazarus, gets sick, and he dies. And it says Jesus weeps over his friend Lazarus. You know, Jesus even experienced epidemics. See, the spreading epidemic of his day was leprosy. And the lepers, in fact, were so contagious that they were confined to their own camps outside of town. Uh, That reminds me of uh, Luke chapter 5, which is one of my uh, absolute favorite passages that we've covered uh, in Luke. If you want to find this uh, message online from uh, maybe a year, year and a half ago, we did this message. Uh, It's called Risk the Pursuit, if you want to watch that. In Luke chapter 5, there's this contagious leper who uh, escapes out of the leper colony, and he runs into town, and the people are freaked out, right, because they don't want to catch it. They don't want leprosy. And the the leper runs up to Jesus and he falls in front of Jesus on his face. And we're told that Jesus reaches out and he touches the leper and he heals him. That is Jesus entering in to our sickness. It's just so critical that you know this about Jesus right now in a pandemic. If you understand the heart of God, then you're gonna be so much more likely to talk to him with your stresses. You just need to talk to him. Talk to him every day. Talk to him in the morning, if you can, just to start your day that way. One of the things that I don't want you to do is I don't want you to put prayer off as if it's not critical. A prayer is the most critical thing that you will do all day, connecting with your father. Yeah, I heard it said once that prayer is kind of like a wind-up car. Like, you know the cars that you had as kids that you kind of, you pull back and then you let them go or you get it in some like cheap McDonald's Happy Meal toy or something? Prayer is like a wind-up car in that it feels like when you take 10 minutes or 15 minutes at the beginning of the day to pray, it feels like you're going backwards with your day. Like, oh, why am I doing this right now? I could be doing this, 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 and this. But it's that very thing 
of going backwards that gives you the power to go the rest of the day. All right, let's, let's take a look at uh, one more way where God has been where you are. And I, this one is only going to become more important over the weeks and maybe months to come, and it's this. Jesus knows what it's like to feel pain. This is key. Um, this is key as it gets harder. This is key, especially if we become the ones who get sick. We need to know that Jesus knows what it's like to suffer. He's not some God that is aloof or doesn't know what our world is like. He suffered, and he bled, and he died on the cross. Let me just talk for a minute to those of you that uh, maybe tuned into this, and you don't even normally go to church, but life has just been hard, and right now you're looking for answers. Maybe a friend put you onto this, and you're just, here you are watching this. I, I want you to know that God loves you. And God came down from heaven in the form of his son, Jesus, on a rescue mission. He came into our world on a rescue mission. And he walked on our earth to save you. That's why he came. And more than that, he died on a cross. And all of that was how he was rescuing you. He's dying for your sins. In a sense, he's creating a bridge to get you over to heaven, to him, to have a relationship with him, to be saved. And so you can never cross that bridge by being good enough because you need someone to pay for your sins. And Jesus, by dying on the cross, paid for your sins. So if you, if you tell him, Jesus, I believe that you died for me, that you died in my place for my sins, and I wanna become your follower, I want to surrender my life to you, to let you be the authority in my life. What will happen is he will pay for your sins, he will come into your life, and he will begin to change it, and you can have a relationship with him. It's like putting down an anchor in the midst of stormy seas. And if you want to do that for the first time, uh, we want to help you. We want to get you resources and starting in that. And so would you just let us know if you're making that decision today to follow Jesus for the first time? You can either message us on Facebook, or if you want, uh, you can text the word information to 31966, and we'll get you the resources you need. Uh, I'm just going to pray to end this message, and then we'll have just a few announcements for you. Uh, Lord, uh, uh, actually, before I pray, I just realized that I, I said that number wrong, so let me just say it correctly. Is a 31996. I'm sure it was right on your screen. Okay, uh, let me pray. Uh, Lord, uh, we're just so grateful that you have walked on our earth and that you know us and you love us and you know what it's like to feel these things. God, I, I pray that we would tune into you more than ever this week and that we would feel your presence and that you would just give us the strength to go out and be a light in this dark world. It's in your name we pray. Amen.